Welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show, and thank you for joining me today. On days like these, when our members of government or leadership officials go to testify before Congress, this is when I wake up early. So earlier this morning, I woke up about 7 a.m., and I just sat through six hours of testimony from Attorney General William Barr to the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, and as I sat there, the, Attorney, Attorney General Gr William Barr was grilled by Democrats on multiple things. He appeared to be very disrespectful. There was lots of misconduct by the Attorney General and essentially members of Congress having to uh, continue and repeatedly reclaim their time because the Attorney General essentially just talking over them. Now, here is, I, I want to read this article to you that I wrote last night on Medium.com. You can go to Medium.com, type in the Jeremiah Patterson Show, and you will find this article, and you can also follow me on Medium.com. If you go to Medium.com, I, I, wrote, I wrote this article earlier this morning at 12.10 a.m. It reads, Attorney General William Barr is set to testify today before the House Judiciary Committee. There are lots of things that may come up, for instance, for instance, the unidentified federal agents in Portland, Oregon, are essentially kidnapping people, using excessive force, and attacking American citizens. The situation there is deeply appalling and just diametrically authoritarian. This is not how a republic works. Our founding fathers never intended for this. Also, why are people in uniform that are supposed to protect us from existential threats, from existential foreign threats and American cities attacking innocent Americans exercising their First Amendment. I think what I was trying to say is there is why are people in uniform that are supposed to protect our nation from existential foreign threats? Why are they in American cities attacking innocent Americans exercising their First Amendment right, protesting and demanding change and holding leaders accountable? I mean, just for context, Here's the First Amendment, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, end quote. The specific section I explicitly put in bold is why our republic is a so is why our republic is so strong and influential. The American people have the right to protest and voice their opinions on issues that matter to them. However, the situation in Portland is unconstitutional and authoritarian. As I stated, uh, I'm diver I'm backing up. I'm this is not from the article, but as I stated earlier in the article, the attorney general was asked, excuse me, as I stated earlier, the attorney general was asked about the situation in Portland and his response was just astonishing. We're going to have all of those clips and more for you tomorrow on our special coverage. Um, since it was six hours, I did not think it was going to be that long. So since it was six hours tomorrow, our special coverage will begin on the attorney general William Barr's testimony. I should also mention we will also have a ProPublica reporter, ProPublica reporter Ian McDougall, excuse me, Ian McDougall. He's from ProPublica. He is a ProPublica legal reporter, also a practicing lawyer. I should also mention, continuing here from the article, also here are some other things that the Attorney General may be asked about. The horrifying attacks on the rule of law. This comes from the most recent firings of the Attorney of the Southern District of New York, Jeffrey Berman, and the Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Why did the Attorney General lie about the SDNY attorney, asserting that he resigned when in fact he did not? 
Also, why has the attorney general continued to enable the president? Why did he enable the president during the Mueller investigation in 20, excuse me, why did he enable the president during the Mueller investigation that was investigating the 2016 presidential elections to investigate foreign interference? Why did he continue to enable the president during that? Also, why did he obey, why did he disobey legal and ethical standards by interfering in federal and by interfering in, in cases by federal prosecutors to help the president politically? Why did he interfere in multiple cases involving the president's longtime fixer and attorney, Michael Cohen? And why did, and what happened? Why did he interfere in the case with the president's longtime friend, Roger Stone? Or did he? I mean, this behavior by the attorney general is just unconstitutional here. And it, it does draw some concern as far as the rule of law in this country. And in the attorney general's opening statement today, he talked about the rule of law. But this is not honoring the rule of law. Also, why did the attorney general enable the president and travel abroad during Ukraine scandal and the impeachment? And also, this is, this, is, this is another question. Why has the attorney general continued to echo the president's remarks about voter fraud, about voter fraud and saying voting by mail is, is fraud, it's fraudulent, when he himself voted by mail at least twice, according to his record? I mean, this is hypocritical. Also, was the attorney general involved in the commutation of Roger Stone's sentence? And lastly, what does this mean for our nation as far as the rule of law, which is essentially has just been eroded and gutted under this administration? No respect for the rule of law. No respect for the moral principles that were uh, the founding fathers sought for this nation. I mean, we have just passed July 4th, literally July 4th, 1776, our nation was founded. The erosion of the rule of law under this administration has been diametrically flabbergasting and absolutely concerning. And when our institutions begin to fall because of corruption and political interference, we as citizens have to rise up to the occasion and restore our broken republic before it is no more. The way the Attorney General acted today in, in, in this hearing exposed our top, our, our top judicial official in, in, in the executive branch. It exposed what is going on in that branch and why the Justice Department is, has become politicized under this administration, in particular uh, under Attorney General William Barr's leadership, essentially enabling the president and carrying out everything he says. The rule of law, uh, the rule of law in this nation is imperative. Oversight is imperative by Congress and judicial branches and should not be infringed by presidents nor leaders who view our, a particular case as possible criminal charges against them. We have career federal prosecutors, attorney generals, inspector generals, senior advisors, and those who keep our government in check. They have to keep beating the drum. Those are the ones that we can count on to do their work without prejudice, nor fear or favor. Our judicial branch and legislative branch have to do their job and act on a, a and act on constitutional and lawful authority. This is an earnest moment in American history that requires all of us to work unanimously and to save our republic. The soul of our nation is in peril. 
And it is crying out to us desperately. We the people, the first three words of the Constitution, we the people, not just one race, all of us, all races, white, black, Latino, African, I mean, white, black, Latino, Native American, Asian, we the people, all of us, we the people as citizens of this nation must rise up, stand formed, join groups, protest, make change, and hold our leaders accountable. On that point, voting is crucial, not just in the presidential elections, but in your state and local elections as well. This moment in American history is is a test for us. It is testing us. The question falls on us. This moment falls on us. What will we do? How do we do it? And what outcome can be produced from this particular moment in American history? You can call your state senators or congressional leaders and tell them what change you want to see. Tell them why you want that change and how you think that change will benefit your community. However, if your congressional leaders or your state senators are reluctant, then elect a new leader in the upcoming state elections who will bring change and get work done and be responsible with their legislative agendas. There are three branches in this country, the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. Nevertheless, there is an unofficial fourth, and that is the citizens of this nation. We have more power than we deem as conceivably possible. We can demand action. But this is not a moment of second guessing, reluctance, or hesitation. This moment requires all of us together, collectively, unanimously, as one, to coalesce and demand change and have our voices be heard. So don't be afraid. Let your voice be heard and your opinions be known, so that action can be taken in a way that benefits us all. But you know, as I said, the Attorney General testified to Congress today. And the Attorney General's remarks today were absolutely flabbergasting and abhorrent. And it is absolutely a disgrace to this nation. When the attorney general decided that he wanted to drop cases, uh, when he decided he wanted to drop the case against Michael Flynn, who pleaded guilty during the Mueller investigation for lying to the FBI. When the attorney general decided, when the Justice Department decided to drop that particular case, that was astonishing. The commutation of Roger Stone's sentence, that was astonishing. I mean, everything we saw today, everything we witnessed today, if you sat there for the full six hours and you watched the whole thing, it was disgusting. But, you know, that is the leader of the Justice Department. That is the Attorney General of the United States of America. In 1992, Attorney General William Barr was selected to be the, was nominated to be the Attorney General under the George Herbert Walker Bush administration. Certainly, much of his views back then are diametrically different than what he thinks of now. But this is our nation. This is our life now. This is who we are. We can change. We do not have to stay this way. There is an upcoming election. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. You vote for who you think will create change and who will bring change to this country. 
You vote for who you think will do their best in office and actually bring change to your community and to your state and to your city and to your county. The coronavirus pandemic, more than 150,000 Americans have now died from this thing. More than 150,000 Americans. And that includes our fellow Americans in prisons, in nursing homes, meatpacking plants, people that just walk by the people that just walk by us on the street every day. Our fellow Americans have died because of the president's downplaying and the attorney general continuing to enable the president of the United States while cases continue to rise. We are now the leading case, we are now the leading nation in the world with rising coronavirus infections and an absolutely astonishing coronavirus death mark. More than 150,000 Americans have died from the pandemic. The past is irrevocable. It's not like we can go back and bring those people back alive. They are gone and history has its eyes on our leaders in Washington. And the president of the United States continued to downplay this pandemic and essentially now contradicting himself retweeting misinformation about coronavirus. This pandemic, this situation, the horrifying attacks on the rule of law, it is abhorrent and it is disgusting. It is also horrifying. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. On tomorrow's episode, I will be talking with Ian McDougall. He is a pro public legal reporter and also a practicing lawyer. Thank you for listening to this episode once again. I will see you tomorrow on our special coverage on all of this. Thank you.